Greetings and welcome to all of you who are listening to this podcast known as Faith to Live By. I'm grateful to have your confidence as your advocate and devoted researcher of truth. If you're new to this podcast, please know that each week I seek to help us explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective. So first, we know and can be confident of truth. And second, so we know how God wants us, his people, to respond to all that's going on in the world. The last few weeks, I've been helping us understand how the world got into the mess it's in today, what the Bible has to say about history and the future of humanity, and what God expects us, his people, to do in the face of the gross darkness that has covered the whole earth. And because I believe we are very close to seeing unprecedented interventions of God as he administers both judgment and justice, today I must emphasize the urgency, the urgency, of people waking up to truth or suffer the eternal consequences of lies. But it is not enough to know the truth. We must also act on the truth. We must obey God. Just as the Apostle James wrote, faith without works is dead, so is the knowledge of truth without application useless. We must understand when Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, John 8.32, he was talking to his followers. Did you realize that? I think most people believe this is the verse to use to evangelize people. But in context, Jesus was talking to those who already believed in him. Additionally, Jesus was not speaking of a truth or any truth. He was saying that we should know him as the truth. And then also, the Greek word Jesus used, translated as the word know, is genosko, which means to know, especially through personal experience, first-hand intimate knowledge. The Greek word is the equivalent to the Hebrew word yada, which is used in the Bible when speaking of the intimate knowledge a husband and wife have of one another. Jesus actually said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The instruction is for any disciple of Christ to be actively studying and living out God's word in obedience. We are to apply God's instructions to our everyday lives in every possible way. God's Word is a term that means both His written or Logos Word, we call the Bible, both Old and New Testament, and His spoken or Rhema Word we receive in our hearts or spirits from other people, including His prophets, and other sources such as the study of creation. If you are not convinced about the unequivocal superiority of the Bible in contrast to all other documents of religious authority, if you are still searching and not certain about truth, I encourage you to get my book, Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. It's endorsed by Josh McDowell and others who are well-respected for their well-researched defense of the truth. I wrote that book with an extremely heavy heart having learned how very ignorant the vast majority of people are today about truth. Following, I wrote four more books, all part of the Faith to Live By series, and all to help people expand their knowledge of truth and how to embrace truth that gives us hope even in the darkest of times. Similarly, I started this podcast in 2020 in response to the many controlling deceptions and unprecedented mandates people of the world were subjected to. This was evidence of the progressive increase of evil in our world, which upset me greatly because Jesus said to his disciples that we would do even greater works than he did. 
Seeing the increase of deception and how people who professed to be Christians were giving in to this evil, I inwardly screamed, Where are the greater works? Why isn't the body of Christ doing what Jesus said we could and would do? I had to learn why the church wasn't more effective. I had to alert as many people as possible how to take hold of the authority and power Jesus died to give us. Because as I see it, the doctrine that Christians are helpless victims and subject to evil makes a complete mockery of the cross of Christ. Yes, I know the Bible says in the last days things will get worse and worse and there will be a great falling away. But nowhere in the Bible does it say the church will become victim. In fact, let me quickly address this popular doctrine that we as Christians are destined to suffer increasingly wicked times and then Christ returns to rescue us. In light of the whole Bible, that doctrine does not make sense. I believe this doctrine has been perpetuated by Satan and his minions in order to infiltrate and defeat us from within. The same strategy he has used to bring the whole world to the state it's in today. Listen to the end of this podcast and see if you agree with me or not. The Bible reveals God, who is all good and holy, created all that exists. He created all the heavenly angels and made mankind in his image, both male and female, with free will. In his wisdom, God did not create angels or humanity pre-programmed to want relationship with him because love and allegiance must be freely given. Lucifer was the highest ranking angel in heaven who became jealous of God's supremacy and from his own free will, along with about one-third of the heavenly angels, decided to dethrone God. The fact they even think they could shows the kind of deception they live in. God immediately threw Lucifer, now known as Satan, and the rest of the one-third of the heavenly hosts out of what we call the third heaven. Satan and his followers were allowed to roam within the second heaven, which is the space between earth and the third heaven, and also to roam the earth. God created earth and then humanity and explicitly stated that the earth was created for and given to mankind. We read this in Psalm 115:16, And there are many other passages that reveal the earth belongs to the godly. In his continued rebellion, Satan deceived the first man and the first woman to rebel against God, and the moment they did, just as God had said, their relationship with God was completely severed. Instead of God ruling over mankind, now Satan had that position, and this was his first success in his vendetta against God. In effect, Satan seized the title deed and the dominion of the earth from mankind and made them slaves to his will. And every human being born ever since is born estranged from God with a spirit aligned with Satan. As we read in Genesis, motivated by his great love for humanity, God promised a way of escape. A Redeemer would come to pay the penalty for rejecting God for any and all who will believe God for his promise. God sealed his promise with a blood covenant with the very first animal sacrifice to provide a covering for the first man, Adam, and the first woman, Eve. Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. Every human being who lived before Jesus, who was and is the promised Redeemer, who believed God for his word, his promise, was saved by faith. Every human being who lives after Jesus, who believes God's word, his promise, is saved 
by faith. What are we redeemed and saved from? The penalties of sin, which is to be forever separated from God and our natural sin-born condition that causes us to want to remain in rebellion against God. Those who place their faith in Jesus and all he did by way of his birth, life, death, and resurrection are redeemed from the ravages of sin and given a new spirit, a new eternal life by the power of the Holy Spirit. And to guarantee our deliverance, God, the Holy Spirit, personally takes up residency in us to guide us into all truth. And not only does faith in Jesus give us complete victory over all the ravages of sin, the title deed of the earth was removed from Satan and given back to God through Jesus, who in turn has restored it to us as the rightful owners of the earth. No longer are we slaves to Satan, but we have been freed, given complete freedom in Christ. And more, Christ clearly stated all authority in heaven and earth had been given to him, and he has imparted all of that to his people. To those of us who believe in him by faith, we have all of Christ's authority and power. We currently have complete authority over all the works of Satan by the authority and power of Jesus. This is the victory over all. We have the ability to not only do the same works as Jesus, but to do even greater works. Yet, it has been a lack of understanding of truth, a lack of knowledge of truth, that has made the church of all of Christ's followers impotent and once again enslaved to the evil deeds of Satan and his followers. This is something the Apostle Paul warned about in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, which reads, It was for this freedom that Christ set us free, completely liberating us. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery, which you were once removed. That's from the Amplified Version. Even so, through the years, Satan has successfully delivered lies and deceptions to God's people, causing us to willingly lay down the authority and power we have in Christ. Now, to anyone who's been trying to make sense of our world, especially since the onset of COVID-19 and the gross tyranny and mandates the whole world endured, learning about the people who have for hundreds of years covertly sought to gain complete authority and power over the earth and over all the people, you should see the same exact pattern or strategy used by Satan and his minions against Adam and Eve used on the people of the world through the ages to this very day. As explored in previous podcasts, an evil cabal has existed in the United States government for hundreds of years, but we must understand it is the same evil that deceived Adam and Eve and woefully impacted the whole human race. We must understand it's the same evil that influenced Cain to murder his brother Abel. It is the same evil that infiltrated and enticed humanity to ungodly sexual relations that created giants. It's the same evil that God controlled by sending the worldwide flood in Noah's day. In fact, it's the same evil that influenced men to build the Tower of Babel as led by Noah's grandson. We have to see evil for what it is, a rampant, 
unrelenting effort of Satan and his minions, who continuously work to deceive, capture, and enslave mankind to gain all authority, power, and control through any and every means necessary. Satan's goal to dethrone God has never changed, even though he is already a defeated foe. And this is what we must not only fully understand, but act upon in this very day, or we make a complete mockery of the cross of Christ. God wants us, his people, to understand today that the advancement of evil allowed through our ignorance and gullibility has made us easy prey for the enemy to deceive us, which is much more serious than in the days of the Old Testament. Why? Because Jesus has already paid the ultimate and complete price and has utterly destroyed the enemy. The victory was 100% through the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. For this reason, our allowing evil to flourish as it has is nothing less than our allowing the cross of Christ and all that Jesus has done to be desecrated. In this New Testament era, Christ has given us all his authority and power over all the schemes of the enemy, Luke 10:19. God has given us the complete volume of his written word with the Bible. We have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. The resurrection power of Jesus did not reside in the people of the Old Testament. The seriousness of the advancement of evil by God's people in this New Testament era is far greater than any other time. We have lost the knowledge of our true identity in Christ, and as a result, the enemy has not only made great inroads, he has managed to try to advance God's timeline to put himself in a position of authority and control long before God's appointed time. The Bible is clear. The enemy works to change times and seasons. Speaking of the end times and explaining his vision, Daniel wrote, As for the ten horns, out of this kingdom ten kings shall arise, and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the former ones, and shall put down three kings. He shall speak words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and shall think to change the times and the law, and they shall be given into his hands for a time, times, and half a time. Daniel 7.25 Reading this about the king that is different, who puts down three kings, I couldn't help but think of Obama, who came after Bush Sr., Clinton, and Bush Jr., all of whom openly promoted a one-world government. On Elijah streams recently, Robin Bullock said Daniel 7.25 is where he believes we are. Traditionally, the term time, times, and half a time from Daniel 7.25 has been understood to be the second half of the Great Tribulation, with belief that Jesus' second coming follows. However, based on the entire interview Robin Bullock gave, he clearly does not believe we are helpless victims in the enemy's plans, which I'll share in just a little bit. Personally, I'm not convinced we are in the last of the last days, but I want you to study this for yourself. I think we are living in a foreshadow of those days. I've consistently said since early 2020 when COVID was unleashed and I sought the Lord, I believed we would experience three and one half years of persecution before we would see God intervene. I am of the opinion that we are living in a foreshadow of the end times as part of God's mercy to wake his people up and cause the church 
to become the ecclesia he always meant us to be. I'll share in more detail in just a minute, but in trying to put all the puzzle pieces together for our present days, as I've said many times over this podcast, I believe God will take us through three and a half years, from spring 2020 through fall of 2023, and instead of Jesus' return, we will experience God's unprecedented intervention to restore the church and his kingdom will on earth. Because I don't believe Christ's return is to be an event that rescues us as hopeless victims from evil. Christ's birth, life, death, and resurrection has already assured that we are not victims, but victors. I believe Christ's return will be to snatch his faithful and victorious people away before the last of the end times, when the tribulation is the greatest. (laughs) I guess that means I'm a mid-tribber. Well, maybe. But I really don't care about labels. What I do care about is doing our best to hear from God today and respond in obedience today, as he wants us to today and leave tomorrow for him to reveal when the time comes for us to know. If I'm wrong, it means that Jesus' second coming is much sooner than I think, and either way, I want to be ready in my devotion and obedience to Christ for what he asks of me today. You know, the whole reason God does not tell us the specific time or hour of different events is so we seek him, so we press in to know him more, so we live by faith and not by sight, which allows us to experience all the many promised benefits of living by faith. Today, we must understand that a lack of knowledge will always lead to destruction. God said in Hosea 4.6, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And he goes on to say in that same verse, Because you, speaking to his people, have rejected knowledge, I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Do you understand the very real urgency in this hour? God's people are also subject to his judgment. In fact, those of us who know the truth are actually held to a higher standard, a higher accountability to uphold truth. It is imperative we understand this and without delay in this hour. God has seen the proliferation of evil. He has heard people cry out, God, where are you in all of this? And God, having done all he already has to assure our victory, responds, Where are you, my people, in all of this? We have endured all we have because of our own ignorance. Evil has advanced to the point it has because of our being deceived, and gratefully, because God knows that victims of deception are unaware of their condition. God has been at work exposing all manner of corruption even allowing us to suffer the consequences of our own ignorance, to wake us up to the truth. I believe Purim, which occurred in March of this year, was the start of seeing God's justice and judgment, and that the people of the world would continue to realize truths through Pentecost, which was in May. Then from May 2023, through the summer months and into the fall, I believe God's intervention will become evident with expectations that around Rosh Hashanah, which is late September, God will reveal more shocking truths and very clearly demonstrate he is dealing with evil according to his righteous judgment and justice. I have said all this before, and I've said that we're going to experience both great and terrible times in ways the world has never before seen. I gained these insights in my personal prayer time, and then I heard many of God's modern-day trusted prophets make similar claims 
which really has served to affirm what I believe. In fact, everything you've heard so far, I wrote down on Sunday, July 9th. Then on Monday morning, July 10th, I listened to the new prophetic post from Julie Green, only to hear much of what I had prepared for this podcast also stated in her post. I encourage you to listen to Julie's post using the links in the show notes. While I firmly believe there has already been much occur behind the scenes to identify, arrest, and sentence people who have been promoting crimes against humanity and have committed treason, I believe September and into the fall months will be a heightened time of revelation where it will be evident to all that God has shown up. And he will continue to intervene into 2024 to push back evil. This will not be an easy time for anyone, as we learn of unimaginable evil against humanity and learn who has been participating in it all. It will be exceedingly difficult to watch God administering his judgment. At the same time, those who have awakened to truth will rejoice, because justice and recompense for the afflicted will be fulfilled. In short, we are to expect things will get very dark and far worse than anything we've already seen, which could cause serious fear and panic if we did not have the prophetic promises from God in both his written and spoken words. Working through his followers, Satan has amassed a group of people who truly believe they have already gained sufficient authority and power to control the masses. They have openly expressed their great reset plans and that they include massive depopulation of the planet and the advancement of artificial intelligence which they believe can overcome and dethrone God. Make no mistake, the higher-ups in this echelon believe in God, and they believe they can overthrow God. They believe they have the ability to create far greater things than God did. They openly state they plan to rewrite the Bible using artificial intelligence, and then they believe they will have the whole truth, not the truth of the person of Jesus, but the truth of their own preference. They esteem artificial intelligence so much, they believe they can transcend their own humanity. In fact, Noah Yuval Harari, who is the leading voice for these people, has said, quote, What do we need humans for? This statement alone means these people identify with non-humans and consider themselves above humans. Klaus Schwab, another leader in this one-world government effort led by Satan, has openly stated, quote, COVID was a test to see how much people will willingly give up. We are not in a crisis. We are in a transformation, end quote. In other words, they have been implementing their strategy to transform the world according to their evil plans. And we must face the truth that we have allowed the advancement of this evil by giving up what is rightfully ours, influenced by deception and ignorance of our true identity in Christ. So, let's now look to what God is telling us, His people, and what He expects from us in response to these evil days. Of the times, Barry Wunsch, a prophet known as the Canadian Hammer, was recently on this podcast, and he also said he sees things becoming far worse before the autumn months, with the fall highlighted by God as a time when we will all see his unprecedented intervention. Tim Sheets was recently on Elijah Streams, and he stated he sees the months of June, July, and August as anointed months to rapidly grow what he calls Reformation seeds by our declarations of faith. 
expecting we are soon to enter a new kingdom time. Tim prophesied great shakings, stating they have begun, and we can expect them to continue through September. Tim expressed God is resetting individual lives and the personal history of His people and the national history of America. Tim said God is working to restore His ecclesia, the church, to the place of prominence, authority, and power always intended. Tim encouraged us to embrace the great reset God has planned, not the great reset the enemy has planned. On June 29, 2023, Julie Green posted a prophetic word titled, A Great Darkness is Coming. In summary, God warned us to prepare our homes, that a gross and dense darkness will fill this whole earth, and it will seem evil is growing out of control. But God said the shaking and the darkness are the times He will lock us in our homes for our safety, to lock us away from the angel of death and from His hand of great judgment that will be moving across this earth. God said, quote, My children, you are about to see my vengeance, not my wrath. That's not for now. I have seen the evil in governments, but I've also seen the evil in congregations, in churches, and in pastors that were leading my sheep into a gross darkness of liberal progressiveness, a progression that grew so dark all throughout the body of Christ. And that's why no one was using their authority in my name that I have given. No one knew what my written word actually says. There has been a small few who knew, who spoke these words, who were teaching my authority, who were teaching about the blood covenant. That's the reason why you see so much evil. The evil that has its day, but it won't stay. Believe me, my children, it won't stay. This is my day to show the world who I am, who I really am, that I am a God of justice and vengeance and protection of my people. This is an opportunity when everything goes dark, where my children will see my light. They will see me as their provider, their healer, their protector, their deliverer. No matter what it looks like, I promise you the evil regime and the evil governments are being removed, every last one of them. As there is a darkness growing, I will shine my light upon my people, and it will grow a glory upon this earth never known to mankind like this. Where the world seems like it's in chaos, and the finances seem to be stripped away, and you don't know what's going on, this is part of my transfer. One day, you'll have your bank accounts look one way, and the next, it will look another way. Get prepared to see how big I am. This is not for your own wealth and riches. This is for you to be my vessels I've called you to be. End quote. Then, Julie Green also posted a prophecy on June 30th titled, The Great Return. Again, I loosely quote, A great return is coming, a return to the king, a return to morality, a return to freedom and justice, a return to a great and mighty nation, a return of the rightful president, a return of the powerful body of Christ, a return of peace, truth, and my glory upon this earth, a return of power in the hands of those it belongs to and out of the hands of the wicked, a return of my children to my land, and unto my authority, a return of children and families and of wealth, jobs, inventions, rightful governments, and more. I have chosen a return of a great and mighty nation, not the twisted version your enemies have wanted you to see. Expect a great return of miracles, signs, and wonders, a great return back to me, the Most High God, a return of people back to their first love, 
which is my son. A return of congregations to the rightful pastors, a return of wealth, health, and freedom to your mind, and a return of the right way of thinking. My children, it is time of the great exodus, which is a return from how things have been to where they should have been all along. It's coming, so be prepared. Get ready to move quickly, to stand, fight, and receive. Rejoice in this great return. It's not if it will happen, it will happen. This is guaranteed because I have guaranteed it. End quote. Of the laws or God's instructions for us today, Julie Green posted on July 10th, 2023, a prophetic word where, in summary, God emphatically said, Have an ownership mentality of the earth and everything in it. The enemy is trying the global reset to take out once and for all anything and anyone in their way. But I have a great and mighty army. I have the children of the Most High God. You are in this earth for such a time as this to take back what rightfully belongs to you. Businesses, land, economy, children, marriages, everything belongs in the hands of my children in my authority that I have given to you, not in the hands of the wicked. Ask me, and I will give you the exact words to say so you can start taking it all back. I'm telling you to take it back. Take back your health and the well-being of your mind. Take back ownership of all Jesus has already died and paid the price for. I'm expecting you to take it back. I'm expecting you to take the authority I have given you and use it and watch and see things change. End quote. And then, through Robin Bullock, God has instructed us to prophesy into the void, to speak aloud repeatedly and with great boldness and authority the words of John 1, 1 through 14, which in the Amplified states, In the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally, with God. All things were made and came into existence through Him, and without Him not even one thing was made that has come into being. In Him was life, and the power to bestow life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines on the darkness, and the darkness did not understand it, or overpower it, or appropriate it, or absorb it, and is unreceptive to it. There came a man, commissioned and sent from God, whose name was John. This man came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe in Christ the light, through him. John was not the light, but came to testify about the light. There it was, the true light the genuine, perfect, steadfast light, which coming into the world enlightens everyone. He, Christ, was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, that which belonged to him, his world, his creation, his possession, and those who were his own people, the Jewish nation, did not receive and welcome him. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right the authority, the privilege, to become children of God, that is, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on His name, who were born not of blood and natural conception, nor of the will of the flesh, physical impulse, nor of the will of man, that of a natural father, but of God, that is a divine and supernatural birth. They are born of God, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified.
And the Word, Christ, became flesh and lived among us, and we actually saw His glory, glory as belongs to the one, only begotten Son of the Father, the Son who is truly unique, the only one of His kind, who is full of grace and truth, absolutely free of deception. End quote. Robin Bullock tells us to use God's Word to decree and declare the enemy cannot prevail. He instructs us to demand the time back and to declare that we want 2020 fixed. And he, like Julie Green, encourages us to speak our decrees and declarations aloud with all the boldness we have as children of the Most High God. Let's also consider what Jesus actually said when Peter received the revelation from the Holy Spirit that Jesus was and is the promised Messiah. We read this in Matthew 16, 18-19. Jesus declared, On this rock, meaning the revelation that Peter got that Jesus was the Christ, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, or hell, shall not prevail against it, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is the answer to my frustration about God's people doing greater works than Jesus, and these are the days God is calling the church to come into its authority and power, to become the ecclesia Jesus always intended us to be, and do the greater works, to exercise the authority and power we have in Christ. I believe you and I are alive today and in position to see a great and mighty victory over evil that will usher in the billion-soul harvest that has been prophesied for a very long time, the great harvest of souls the enemy sought to prevent by accelerating God's timeline. What do you think of what I've shared today? I'd love to get your comments. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If you like what you hear from me with this podcast, I highly recommend my book series, my award-winning blog, connecting with me on social media where I actually can cover many more topics than I can with this weekly podcast, and consider signing up for my certificate course in apologetics. My aim with that course is to help people learn how to not only use apologetics to share truth with others, but help Christian leaders incorporate apologetics in their respective ministries so many more Christians know how to share their faith. Learn more using the link in the show notes. I also ask for you to join me in support of my vision. With your help, together, we can share the gospel to a world of people desperate for the truth and all the hope truth provides. There are many ways you can join me, and they are all listed in the show notes. Next week, I plan on having another guest join me, but it's not yet confirmed. So be sure to come back to learn who it is and to gain from all they are certain to bring. Should you have any topic you want me to cover, please let me know. Again, my email address is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people and helps spread the gospel and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. 